In today's show, it's time to look at players who are either over, overperforming or underperforming our expectations for a buy low, sell high show. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at redrock underscore beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them that Locked On sent you. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms and make sure you are checking out your favorite team's Locked On show wherever you get podcasts or on YouTube. All right, it's time for a sell high, buy low show. As always, remember, it's not a it's not a sell high unless you're extracting 30, 40, 50 spots of value. Otherwise, you write it out. Like if a guy is playing well and you can't get good trade value, who cares? Just keep the guy. Just just write it out. Especially if there's a chance that some of that production can stick. Like unless you're getting a great deal, and this should be the case for nearly every trade, just every, every response to a trade should be no and then look at it. Like you don't have to tell the guy no straight away, but your initial reaction should be no. I'm not doing this trade and then look into it because the majority of trades are garbage. Unless you're getting a clear win, hold. And with buy lows, again, a buy low is not looking at someone who you think is the 10th best player and sending the 15th best player out there. That's not a buy low. It's about finding someone like James Harden who was like ranked 40th and sending like the 30th ranked player for him. And then, yeah, in in a week's time, he's already in the top 12. That's a buy low. So if you can't get them at low value, you don't do it. That's really how this should work. And it's really, really important because you know, I go through and I look at your trades that get done in leagues all the time. There's like these four-man four for four-man trades. And all you're doing is just screwing yourself and screwing your team almost every time. And there doesn't have to be a winner and a loser in each trade. You can both be losers. It's like the opposite of that quote from uh, Seinfeld from the marathon episode. You can both be losers. All right. Let's look at some sell highs. Carmelo Anthony is a 61st ranked player in category leagues. He's 94th in points leagues. I'm going to give a big tip. He's not going to finish at that spot. Why is he ranked that highly? He's playing just 27 minutes a night. He's averaging almost 17 points with over three threes. Now, one thing to look at with players, I tend to look at it, is what they're doing in the assist steals and blocks category. Mallow's at a career high in blocks with one, but he's averaging 0.9 assists and 0.7 steals. I know that that block number is going to come down. I, I know it is. The 27 minutes a night, that's probably coming down as well. When Trevor Ariza, Kendrick Nunn, Taylor Horton Tucker all return. You can throw in Wayne Ellington there as well if you like. Like, Mallow will play like 24 minutes, fine. He's hitting 3.43s per game on 52% shooting. Remember, three-point percentage, while it's not a category that's counted in most leagues, is one of the biggest amplifiers or de-amplifiers, de-escalators, whatever you want to call it, I don't know what the right word is, for fantasy value because it impacts three categories. 
for your standard categories. Your three-point percentage goes down, your field goal percentage comes down, your three-pointers made comes down, and your points category comes down. And wouldn't you know it, Mallow's best categories are points threes and, and field goal percentage. So when that 52 goes down to being, maybe it just goes down to being 40. Maybe it goes down to being 41. That is a gigantic drop-off. And the 16 points per game goes down to 13 points per game um, as he hits one fewer three per game. And 3.4 triples goes to 2.4 triples. And 50% goes to 45%. And then you're looking at the 180th ranked player. People love Mallow. People love tweeting out, oh, there, here's my apology form for Mallow. You're going to send it to all the haters. You, you wanted him out of the league. Yeah, you, know, you, you see that all the time. So people buy into it. He's always been able to do this. Imagine costing him a year of his whole career. Right? He's great. He's playing well. But this is not maintainable. Now, when I say at the start, you know, watch with your sell highs. If you can get any top 100 guy back for Mallow, I would do it. Any. And look at the, some of the trades that have gone down. He was traded along with Buddy Heald for Evan Mobley. Big steal there. He was traded with Joe Harris for Fred Van Vliet and Jalen Suggs. Now, that's obviously someone panicking about Van Vliet. It might be a bullshit trade, but people overvalue Mallow. I had so many people, man, Van Vliet sucks, man. What a what a terrible pick he's been. Like a couple of days ago. He's the 44th ranked player. Like, that's not great if you picked him at 24, but it's still top 50. And he's got plenty of room to improve from there. So, Carmelo Anthony, I believe, is a pretty big sell high. In points leagues, he's not ranked as highly because, again, three-pointers made aren't a bonus category in Yahoo. And the field goal percentage and the three-point percentage, it's not counted. So the value for him is not there. Now, normally, he's a way better points league guy than he is a category league player. But because he's got those percentages way up, it's really helping his overall value. He's averaging, what, 26 fantasy points per game at the moment. I think he's more of a 20-point-per-game player. Next sell high, Al Horford. Now, Al Horford's not rostered in every league somehow, but he's 67 on ESPN. I think he was at 20 last week, so a big change there, which is good. He's the 13th-ranked player in category leagues. He is the 17th-ranked player in points leagues. The question you always got to look is why, how, what's happening? Well, he's averaging 3.5 blocks per game. So there's your answer straight away. He's also hitting 90% from the line. Now, he can be a good shot blocker. There's no doubt about that. He can be a top 100 guy. He might be a top 70 guy. He's not a top 20 player because he's not going to continue to average 3.5 blocks per game. Can he average 13 and 11? Maybe. 30 minutes a game? Sure. 1.3 steals? All right. 90% from the line? Probably not. But 3.5 blocks, that goes down to 1.5 blocks. Goes down to two blocks. Two blocks is still great, but it doesn't put him in this area. You know, if you get a top 40-ish guy back for Horford, that's what you should be doing. And as you can see, a trade went down straight up Horford for Vooch. It's Vooch. And again, if you look at what they've done on the season, Horford's been way better. Horford's the 13th ranked player. Vooch is the 49th. But it's trying to work out does that make sense long-term? Or is it going to change? It's probably going to change. Um, he's also been dealt with Tobias Harris for Jimmy Butler and Desmond Bain. I'll take Butler there every day of the week. Butler's the best player in that deal. He's been he's the sixth-ranked player this year. I think he's got the best upside to be a first-round guy for the rest of the season. Yeah, that's a pretty a pretty good deal, I think, if you can get yourself some, uh, some Jim Butler in that sort of deal. 
I'm going to tell you about something which I think you are going to love. Not in, I think, I know you're going to love. It's Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Prize Picks has the best NBA DFS prop game on the market. Prize Picks offers more NBA props than any other DFS prop operator and offers all superstar players as well as the bench guys just getting a few minutes per game. You can think of any prop where they've got most points, threes, rebounds, assists, and you just pick an over-under for it. Very, very simple. So when you go, go do a deposit. That didn't sound right, but go and make a deposit. Um, use the promo code NBA and you get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. So you pick two to five players and you just pick their over-unders. Al Horford over-under two blocks. Carmelo Anthony over-under 15 points. Combine them together and you can win up to 10 times your entry. It also gives mixed sport entries. You can combine hockey and NFL and NBA and baseball and everything together in one entry. So use that award-winning app or just go and the, to the website, prizepicks.com. Use the promo code NBA and uh, play. Entries made in 60 seconds. It's easy. Offers or withdrawals are fast and safe. What more could you want? Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. All right, let us go on now to the next sell high. And we are looking at the table. Montrez Harrell. He's the 35th ranked category league player and 34th ranked points league player. Josh, you told me he was shit. That's not exactly what I said. What I said for Montrez Harrell is, and he's had some shit games this year for sure, is I said that his defense is a real problem. Um, I don't know how it's going to work with the three big men when they're all there, but he has seen a gigantic bump because there's only one big man and it's him. He's averaging 32 minutes a night, 19 and 10 on 61% shooting and 78 from the line. Now he can absolutely be a very, very good per minute player with high field goal percentage and high usage, but he just isn't going to play, I don't think, 32 minutes a night as we move forward. He'll go back to his 26 to 27, which he was playing before Gafford got hurt. Remember, all of these numbers have come since Gafford's been injured. And then when Tom Bryant comes back, I don't know what happens. I think Bryant probably is just out of the rotation. But people love Harold. They love his energy. They think that he's constantly hated on by everyone. Man, the Lakers did him so dirty. Sixth man of the year. Needs to be doing more. And he has so such significant deficiencies. But he is playing these minutes because they have literally no other option. They don't have another center. They're playing Davis Bertans at center for 15 minutes a game. So Harold, I think maybe he can be a top 100 player, but top 40, get out of here. So any guy, like if I look at the guys who are currently ranked below him, Anthony Edwards, Vooch, OG Ananobi, Gordon Haywood, Yusuf Nurkic, Devin Booker, Jakob Pertl, um, Evan Mobley, every one of those guys. I take over Harold and look at and I say no trades because he hasn't actually been traded for anything that made any sense when I was looking at the trade market on Yahoo. There was a couple there which were clear um, uh, fake deals. I'm pretty sure if I have a just look because you know you, you can see that sort of thing. He's only been traded a couple of times. It was like Montrez Harold for Keldon Johnson. Like that's not that's not anything that makes any sense to anybody. But he's a sell high. His teammate Spencer Dinwiddie, 39th ranked player. He's 49th in points leagues. Again, what's the question we ask? How? How is it happening? He's hitting 95% from the line. When three-point percentage is a a three-cat modifier, free throw percentage is a two-cat modifier. It impacts your free throw percentage, but it drops your scoring down too. And 95% is very high, but Spencer Dinwiddie has never been a super high free throw guy. He's just not. This is on very limited attempts. It's five games, 20 attempts. He's like 19 of 20, I think. Or, something, or 20 of 21, something like that for the season. Right, it's going to fall off. 
He's averaging under six assists, under half a steal. He's averaging 20 points per game. But that's because you know, he is hitting, what, three free throws almost, or over four free throws a game. So that that is going to drop off. His usage is at 27. We expected high usage. His minutes are over 31. We expected that. He's hitting 41% of threes. I expect that to fall off pretty significantly. Dinwiddie is just riding on the back of some very hot shooting from the free throw line. And that's it's bumping his value up. It's a two-cap modifier. And if the three-point shooting comes down, it drops his points again, his three-point is made, and his field goal percentage. He was traded along with Cole Anthony for Drew Holiday. I'll take Obviously, I'll take Drew there. He was also traded with Steven Adams for DeMar DeRozan. I'll take DeMar there too. I think it's a big opportunity to sell high on Dinwiddie. Not saying he's... I think he's really a really good player. Really good. And I think the, the Wizards got him at an absolute steal. But that doesn't necessarily mean that he is an awesome fantasy guy because he lacks in his percentages usually... Um, defensive stats and he's not normally this high volume three point guy in a points league it's a little bit different I think he can be a top 60 guy this season so just be wary about selling high in that scenario and let's look at Desmond Bain who is the 42nd ranked player in category leagues and 76th in points leagues I think Bainey is going to continue to start when Dylan Brooks returns He's averaging 19 points with 3.7 triples per game. So why do I think he's a sell high? I think he was going to remain must roster for sure. He's hitting 43% of his threes. Yeah, that's fine. He's an unbelievably good shooter. But what he's doing, which I think is the worry here, is he has a usage of 24%. And I worry that when Brooks comes back and acts like he's the best player in the world, that Bain's not going to have that usage. It might go to like 18%, 19% as Brooks siphons those shots away from better players. And Bain's value, like four rebounds, two assists, one attempt at the free throw line. 1.2 steals is solid, but it's not everything. Like you lose that usage and there's 3.73, he's got a 2.7, the scoring goes to 14 points. And then he's clearly not a top 50 player. I still think he can be a top 100 guy, maybe. But you've got to look at where you can get value. Now, he's been traded only a couple of times as well. Both times with Will Barton. With Will Barton for Tyrese Halliburton and with Will Barton for Lonzo Ball. That's the epitome of selling high on both those guys. Barton shooting uh, some pretty nice percentages from the field too. So there is some value in looking at both those guys and getting some, I think, pretty solid top 50 options in Lonzo Ball and Tyrese Halliburton. Let's go to buy lows now. Maga Porter Jr., This one's an obvious one. But again, people hate the bloke. They hate the way that he plays sometimes. Some people love him. Some people hate him. You know, why do his teammates not like him? Oh, he's unvaccinated. People hate him. All right, so there is value here. He's the 158th ranked player. That's disastrous for a guy that was picked in the second round or third round in most cases. 112th in points leagues. Why is it happening? Well, here's the easy one. He's playing... Okay, we expected his usage to go up. It has not. That might not change. He's averaging 11 points per game. That's terrible. He's hitting 33% of his shots from the field and 25% from three. Now, I can tell you right now that this will change. He was a 46% three-point shooter, and I banged on and banged on about he won't continue to be a 46% guy. He might be like a 40 or 41% three-point shooter. I didn't think it had dropped to being a 25% guy. That's a 21 percentage point drop. 
it is going to improve. He's still averaging six rebounds at 1.3 steals. He's never going to be a huge assist guy or a huge steals goal blocks guy, but he is averaging 1.3 steals. His attempts at the line are down, as everybody's are. But it's just this field goal percentage. And that's impacting his points and it's impacting his threes. He's a gigantic drain. I would have liked the usage to go up. Maybe it doesn't. So he's probably not going to be a top 30 guy. But top 50, sure. He's not even currently standard league relevant at 158th. He was traded straight up for Marcus Smart. He was traded for Victor Oladipo and Mikhail Bridges. Like Oladipo is just a complete throw in there. So it's basically straight up for Bridges. I like Bridges, but yeah, I'd rather have Michael Porter Jr. Clint Capella. Slow start for Clint. 139th ranked category league player. Hope Jared Johnson's watching this. He loves Clint Capella. 139th. That's sh- shocking. It's bad. He's 84th in points league. So why is he so bad? Well, the minutes are ramping up. Now, I had that worry about him in the preseason with the Achilles again, and it appears to be a problem because he's slowly giving his minutes up under only 26. But that's not the entire story. He's shooting just 51% from the field. And while that seems... 51%, that's good. That's a real positive, Josh. It is. But not when you clink a power. It's actually a huge negative if you clink a power. He's shooting 46% from the free throw line, but we know that. We know that it's just a write-off, his free throws. He can probably be better from the free throw line. What was he there last year? He was 57 last year. So he's at career worst there. But the 51 from the field is a disaster considering he was at, he's been at 60% for five straight seasons. And that, again, is a multi-category multiplier. He averaged 15 points in 30 minutes last year. The minutes will come back up, I think. And that shooting has to come back up. That's, that's the thing. It's his field goal percentage. It's off. Get that back up to 60. And then that nine points goes to 13 points. And then we're halfway there. Then the rebounds need to come up as well. But that'll come up with the minutes. His rebound rate per 36 is right in line with career numbers. It's down from where it was last year, which was a massive career high. But everything else is sort of right in line. His block numbers are right in line. His assist and steal numbers, they're just marginally down. But it's not gigantic. But it's just the scoring. And that's impacted by his field goal percentage. He was traded straight up for Montrez Harrell. I'll take Capella every day there. Very easy decision for me to take Capella. He was traded with Cam Reddish for RJ Barrett and Kyle Kuzma. What? Now, I I believe that out of that group for fantasy ranking this year, Capella might actually be the lowest. But that doesn't mean anything when we're like nine days in or 12 days into the season or whatever. He's clearly the best player there in my humble opinion. Guys, You know what that sound is? That is the sound of another business making a sale from using Shopify. Yes, Shopify. In case you don't know, Shopify is a complete commerce platform that lets you start, grow, and manage a business. It's a subscription-based software allowing anyone to set up an online store and sell their products. Shopify store owners can also sell in physical locations using Shopify POS, our point-of-sale app and accompanying hardware. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big businesses. So upstarts, startups, and established businesses alike can sell everywhere, synchronize online and in-person sales, and effortlessly stay informed. Scaling your business is a journey of endless possibility, and Shopify helps you make your entrepreneurial dreams come true. Shopify has all the tools and resources that make it easy for any business to succeed from down the street to around the globe. And Shopify powers over 1.7 million businesses from first sale to full scale, reaching customers online and across social networks with an ever-growing suite of channel integrations and apps, including Facebook, 
Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, and more. So go to shopify.com slash locked on MBA, all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial and get free access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash locked on MBA right now. Shopify.com slash locked on NBA. We're back better than ever for basketball and football betting action with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. And BetOnline remains the number one spot for football and basketball. So head to the new updated desktop site or use your mobile app to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code Locked On to receive that bonus from basketball, football, the World Series, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline is where the game starts. Okay, let's go on to some more buy-low players now. And let's go a little bit higher up the ranks to Jason Tatum, who's had a little bit of a disappointing start to his season. Tatum is only the 38th ranked player for the season, and he's 14th in points leagues. And he was being taken in the top 10 in a lot of cases, at least the first round in every draft. It's not because he's not playing minutes. He's at 39 a game. He's averaging 27 points per game. So why is he down this low? Well, he's not getting any steals or blocks. 0.7 steals, 0.8 blocks. 3.8 assists. We thought he'd push to five. But that's they're small things. He's hitting 27% of his threes. He's shooting 40% overall on gigantic volume, 25 field goal attempts per game. And he's only at 78 from the line. This is the lowest of low-hanging fruits that it is so obvious to see how Tatum improves. Jason Tatum, you've heard of the bloke. He's not a 49 true shooting guy. This is going to come up and still value him as a top 15 player. Maybe it's not as a first round, but it's a top 15 player. That 40% will start to hit 45, 46. The the 27 from three will hit minimum 35, maybe 39. The free throw should hit to mid-80s. There's all so many easy things to see increasing here. And then you can throw in, will the steals get up to one? Will the assists go up to five? Like, there's so much room here. And despite having this shit start, he's still a top 40 guy. He was traded for Devin Booker and Terry Rogier. My guys. He was traded straight up for... It's Vosevich. Vosevich. No-brainer as well. Had Darren Fox on this list last week, but I'm keeping him here. His shoulder is 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 buggered. Like it's in a, it's it's causing some real problems. He has been an absolute disaster. There is no two ways about that. The 172nd ranked fantasy player. Now it's a big difference for him in points leagues. And when you see such a big discrepancy between a category and points league ranking, what's the difference? It's percentages. He's 172nd in categories, 59th in points leagues. Fox is shooting under 38% from the field, 61% from the line. And an absolutely blistering 17% from three. His shoulder is cooked. We hoped that he'd turned his free throws around over the last 30 games of last season. That's not the case. But these numbers will not remain this way. His steals are also comically low. One steal per game. Only six assists. That can go up. But it's these percentages. His true shooting is at 40... I've just lost the the number on front of my screen. 43.5%. 43.5%. 17% from three, 38 overall. What's his two-point percentage? 47, 61 from the line. Like he is just murdering you. Now, maybe Fox doesn't take a step forward from last year, but holy shit, he should at least get back to last year. Unless the, the worry I have with it is that this shoulder is a real problem and he has to have surgery or something. 
That, that's a real problem that, that I do worry about. But if he's getting traded straight up for RJ Barrett, I'll take that risk every day. Just give me just give me that trade. And if Fox gets shut down for the season, it's still probably a win. And that's being harsh on Barrett, of course. Um, but it's the risk you've got to take. Like You just have to take that risk in that scenario. It's much like me saying, yeah, I wouldn't be buying low on Dame because I'm worried about his uh, yeah, injury that I, that I talked about. But if someone said, I'll take... I'll take RJ Barrett for Damian Lillard. I'd do that immediately. And then if Lillard does have this problem that persists all year, then sure. Whatever. Last guy we look at is Triple J, Jaron Jackson Jr. He's the 93rd ranked player in category leagues. He's 99th in points leagues. Now, in points leagues, he is not as good as category leagues. So don't get it confused thinking that he's this awesome points league guy. He is much better in category leagues. So why is he down this far? He has not had a good start to the season. We're not sugarcoating that. He has not played well. He's only getting 27 minutes a night and foul trouble remains a problem. He has not missed a free throw, so that's good. He's blocking 1.7 shots, that's good. He's getting five rebounds, which for him is actually all right. He's shooting 30%, not 32, not 34, 30. 30%, which includes 27% from three. And an absolutely, a number where you go, how is that even possible? 34% from two. How is that possible? It is going to... And he's still averaging 13 points per game with two threes and 1.7 blocks despite those atrocious percentages. Maybe Jaron Jackson doesn't become a top 40 guy, but he's going to be better than top 90. Like, there is very easy pathway for him to be an 18-point per game scorer hitting three threes with two blocks on up to 45%. And 45% is not great, but it's not 30. There's real value in him. Like, he was traded straight up for Colin Sexton. What? He was also traded for PJ Washington and Tyler Hero combination. Like, to me, like, you know, Hero's outperformed Jackson. I'll take Jackson easily there. Very, very easily. But that's just me. All right. Tell me what you thought about the buy lows and sell highs. Which ones did you disagree with? I'm sure you'll let me know in the comments below. Please do that. Follow this podcast. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube. Actually, Odyssey as well. And on YouTube, drop that comment. Leave the thumbs up. Subscribe. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.